Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, NWSL analyst and broadcaster. Today's Attacking Third episode is presented by Sonos Beam, the premium smart soundbar for TV, movies, music, sports, gaming, and more. Stay tuned for additional details about the Sonos Beam in today's show. On today's episode, we will be giving you all an NWSL weekend preview Decision day scenarios for the playoff picture moving forward. Kansas City racing Louisville and Orlando Pride are out of the playoffs. Portland Thorns, Zoe Rain, and Washington Spirit have clinched. Houston Dash, North Carolina Courage, Gotham FC, and Chicago Red Stars are the four teams competing for three spots. There's a lot to get into, but a quick reminder to follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third. You can also head on over to our YouTube page and hit subscribe so that you never miss a new video interview or whenever we go live. Plus, you can catch great extended NWSL highlights over on YouTube.com slash Attacking Third. Lisa, how are you doing today? Are you ready to get into this? Yeah, I mean, Sandra, take a deep breath. That was, that was a lot of words to run through. Um, um, I did it. You did great. No fumbles, no fumbles. It was a lot I wrote out for us. Uh, But yes, I'm so, so pumped for this final regular season weekend of the NWSL. We are wearing our NWSL gear on the pod today. If you're watching on YouTube, check it out. Head over, what is it? NWSLshop.com. Get yourself some gear because we are pumped for the playoffs. We're pumped for the playoff push. We're pumped for this final regular season weekend because who would have thought in May, uh, based on the standings and, and how these teams were starting this season and everything that was to happen throughout this regular season, that it would truly come down to the very last weekend, the very last day, um, most likely we'll find out some answers on Saturday, but Sunday we will have all of our answers as to which teams are for sure in the playoffs, which teams, um, how they line up in the playoffs, who's playing who in the quarterfinals and the semifinals. Oh man, Sandra, I'm just giving you joy. (laughs) I'm so excited about it. I knew when we got to this part where it's just like the, Hey, how you doing? Let's check in. It's like, what do you mean? We're, we're, we're hyped. We're amped. We're, we're in it. Like we're like, you want to talk about this playoff picture, this playoff pushy scenarios, not just the players we're locked in too. <laughs> like those of us doing the content, the coverage, the media around it, we, uh, we get amped up for this type of stuff too. Don't get it twisted. And I'm so excited uh, for us to get through this because it is a long, long week of NWSL action. There are games that start on Thursday going all the way through into Sunday. And like we said, there's at least four teams with, uh, you know, some 
sort of decision day scenarios coming into play. But let's just start right at the top of them, Lisa. It's New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC on the road facing Racing Louisville FC. If Gotham wins, this has been their scenario for a little while now. If they win, they can finally clinch a playoff spot. They could be the fourth team to go ahead and, and snatch one of those out of the out of the picture. They had this same scenario with them when they went on the road to Kansas City, but Kansas City said, uh-uh, not today and not in my house, and they had to wait another week. So now this is the same scenario for this Gotham side. I, I mean – Listen, we've been doing it this whole time, Lisa. We've been doing it while we've been recording and previews for Attacking Third. We got to keep it going. Who are you picking in this one and why? This is very, very difficult for me because Gotham needs this win. Now, they needed the win against Kansas City to clinch, but now they really need it. This time going up against Racing Louisville, um, they will have their internationals back. I think for Gotham, the only player that is listed out right now is Amani Dorsey with a head injury, which... Um, does affect their playing a little bit, but they'll have Estelle Johnson back. They'll have Carly Lloyd back. I'm going with Gotham in this one. I'm just going to say it. They need this win despite racing Louisville and how much they want to be just like Kansas City and, and be the wrecking ball in this season, especially towards this playoff push for teams. But I think Scott Parkinson and Gotham, um, they'll finally put this match away and, and put the haters to rest before they play racing Louisville again at the close of the weekend and clinch a playoff spot. I'm going with Gotham. I'm with you on that for sure. I, I just think there's going to be more pieces here uh, for this Gotham FC side. I, I think it was an argument that we had made for their previous match that even though both teams with Kansas City and Gotham last week were going to be missing players due to the international window, that Gotham had a little bit more there on their roster to sort of uh, you know impact a game and, and change things up in terms of momentum. But they ended up walking out with a draw in that one. But they're having they're going to have all those pieces back though. In this one. So that's why I'm still going to be going for Gotham as well. We're both picking the same team in this one. Now, Sandra, when you look at this matchup and you look at players like Margaret Purse and Ivioma Anamanu on Gotham, who are in the race for Golden Boot, Margaret Purse has nine goals on the season, Anamanu has seven. Um, will those two players be getting on the board? Will, will Margaret Purse make a, a push to catch Ashley Hatch as the leader right now with 10 goals? I think it's I think it's a strong possibility. You know, I recently put out a piece on CBS Sports where I talked about how this season just sort of feels like it should not echo history because in the past it has always typically been the golden boot winner goes on to win the MVP award. There's only been one season in the uh, eight award years that there have been where that wasn't the case. But I, and I think that there was a strong case in this in this 2021 season for that to to echo true once again. That Golden Boot will be its own winner and MVP will be its own winner. If Margaret Purse somehow continues to go on a tear and snatches that Golden Boot from everybody who has it in their sight, I don't know how you do not make an argument for MVP as well. Uh, but I think it's a strong possibility that either of them can end up on the score sheet on Amanu or purse. There's something very special has been happening. when we watch these two teams, uh, do two players get involved into the attack with their team. And I think going up against like racing Louisville, they're going to make some magic happen again. Louisville just out have been out of playoff contention for quite some time. They have had their struggles on defense. Lisa, we've talked about that uh, all year, whether it's been injury related or otherwise, 
they're a team that has conceded goals this year. Mm-hmm. So that high, you know, the high pressing dynamic attack from, you know, Purse, Anumanu, having somebody like Lloyd, you know, being able to, to, to stretch back lines as well. It's, it's, it could possibly be a scary day for Louisville, but we'll see. And we also have Emily Fox on Racing Louisville, who just came off of a, a pretty solid stint with the U.S. Women's National Team in these friendlies in October, who played very, very well getting the start under Black Wendonofsky. I think her confidence level could be increased, but um, she can't do it alone. And Savannah McCaskill has been a bright light for Racing Louisville throughout this season. But like you said, um, it, it it won't be enough to stop the really high spinning, high blowing winds of Gotham FC and their forwards that they have just putting so much pressure on. So, all right, we're both going with Gotham. Yeah. Open the weekend on Thursday evening. <laughs> but we'll, we'll see, you know, I mean, we, we have a habit of, of picking two, <laughs> two of the same teams and it's, it maybe it plays out different, but you know what? I wouldn't hate that either. I'm, I'm, I'm loving, uh, I'm loving these teams sort of playing spoiler uh, in these moments. Uh, we'll see if racing Louisville, you know, listens to that call, if they are being stumped to sort of play that spoiler as well. There's they don't have a ton to to play for moving forward. And similar to Gotham, they, they also have an extra game in hand that will be against Gotham once again uh further into the weekend. Uh so maybe they're looking at these last two matches against this particular team and saying, hey, we can look ahead to next year and try to close out things very, very strongly. And we could do it by wrecking some dreams uh, in, in two games against Gotham. So we'll see if, if they if they rise to the occasion. But I think the, for now, Gotham might take this first one between them. Uh, let's look ahead to, to Friday's uh, singular match. It's uh, Orlando Pride hosting Chicago Red Stars. Uh, Lisa, you're going to be on the call for this game. I'm excited to see what uh, what these two teams uh, give you to, to call about on that broadcast. Uh, who is going to walk away with a result it, or a loss or a win or a draw, whatever in this one, in, in your opinion, Lisa? I honestly, I could see a draw between Chicago and Orlando. That's not far off. Um, I do think Chicago will come out on top, though. Orlando's number eight in the standing, Chicago number four. Um, Orlando just, they've, they've hit a bit of a rough patch. They're coming off their fourth straight loss. Last one coming to a, a racing Louisville squad that we just alluded to hasn't had the most consistency and really neither has Orlando pride in these last few weeks. Um, it, it also was just announced. Um, it just came out that Orlando has announced that interim head coach, Becky Burley, uh, she took over that role on July 25th this season. And this will be her last game with Orlando Pride. She is taking her name out of the ring to be the coach next year for Orlando Pride. Um, Following the conclusion of the current campaign, head coach Becky Burley will be done with Orlando Pride. Uh, The Pride are searching for a head coach. They'll let us know as soon as it comes out, of course. But I think that changes things a little bit for Orlando because now the emotions are playing a little bit. Um, A few players, Erica Timrak being one of them, coached for under Becky Burley at Florida, where she was a longtime um, Florida Gators women's soccer coach and now pulled out of retirement to come coach the Orlando Pride. And and this is it for her, just half of a season. Um, but it's tough to come into a league and, and try to coach like that. Um, and I, I think Chicago just has a little bit more umph inside of them. And Rory Dames understands how to really play the strings of a season, especially as you end the the last weekend of regular season play and you're making that push for playoffs. Um, 
I, I think Chicago comes out on top of, of this one against Orlando, despite everything else. Sandra, who do you have, Orlando or Chicago? Lisa, every time you pick them, it's music to my ears. And let me tell you, I'm grateful that you picked them again this time because I don't do I'll it to be frank. No, no, no. I'll be frank though. I, I got this one pegged as a draw. I think Chicago is going to go on the road and do just enough to keep things interesting in the decision week for themselves. Uh, they are currently in playoff position right now. Uh, they have an advantage where they got a couple points uh, cleared ahead of them over teams like uh, Gotham and Houston uh, at the moment. Uh, and so a draw would do it essentially in terms of helping them get into a playoff scenario, maybe not be able to host one, but to still be part of that picture. And if they were to clinch, uh, it would be, you know, I think the seventh or eighth consecutive time that this team has gone on and, and clinched a, a playoff berth. It would be a new record uh, in this league for consecutive amount of times the team has, has made the postseason. Uh, but it's tough. Thank you. Six, Lisa. Thank you for the fact check. It, it's, it's tough. It's, uh, this is not an easy scenario, uh, to be in. And it may be a little bit unfamiliar as well. I, I believe Chicago has typically, uh, kind of sealed their playoff uh, fate uh, prior to the final week of a regular season. So this is a new, uh, scenario that they find themselves in and, and playing in Orlando is not often been easy for this, uh, Red Stars side. And, Orlando, like you have made the argument, uh, Lisa, maybe they're going to have a little bit something uh, to play for in this one. You know, this was a team that Becky Burley inherited and uh, they were at one point in playoff uh, position. And now they have fallen out of it uh, probably about two weeks ago uh, when they were officially uh, eliminated. So, you know, maybe there's a there is a bit of we'll see if the players want to get out there, maybe try to get that final final win or final result. But I, I imagine it'll be difficult with uh, uh, maybe some some clogged lines there. I don't see this really coming down to the midfield. I really do think it's going to be who hits who in transition uh, and we'll see what happens there. But I think. Because of that, we're more likely to see a low, narrow draw. So I got this one, but it's a draw. I, I see a draw as well. I, I respect that for you. One more stat, maybe uh, just to inform our listeners before they make their picks, any bets that they have going for them. Chicago has only won two road games this season. Um, that is not a lot. And Orlando Pride have never beaten Chicago at home. Um, so Chicago has gone into Exploria Stadium and and one against Orlando every single time. Um, just, just, I love these little fun facts to throw out to you, Sandra, but um, a draw for you, a win for Chicago for me. We'll see how, how this one ends up on Friday evening. All right, let's take a look at Saturday. We've got another fun one in the books. You know, I love those spoilers. It's Kansas City NWSL hosting OL Reign. Let's talk a little bit about some news before we get into some picks. Kansas City announcing a brand new made for NWSL team only type of stadium. It is the first stadium built in the United States specifically for a national, uh, national women's soccer league team owners, Angie Long, Chris Long and Bethany Matthews recently announced an 11,000 seat stadium along the Missouri river near downtown KC. If you've looked at some of the mock-up photos, it looks beautiful. The end the end product is supposed to be looking breathtaking and the construction is expected to start next spring or summer. They ultimately want to get the stadium ready by 2024. 
And then Kansas City NWSL also announced that they will start their new rebrand and uh, club name and logo at halftime this uh, during during the match this weekend. So a lot of exciting things for this this club. You know, we've been talking about this team in this second half of the season, and now here we are in this final week of the regular season. And Kansas City NWSL has been a feature week in and week out. They have had their club in the conversation in some type of capacity they've been long eliminated from the playoff picture but they have still found a way to stay part of the conversation and i love that about this club and they get to have one last crack at another top tier team owl rain already uh, clinching their playoff spots uh, but with so many games on the line still probably wanting to secure that first round by nothing like having a little bit of a uh, extra rep, but a lot of exciting things going into this one, even though maybe on paper, neither team has something too, too specific uh, uh, to play for, but uh, it's exciting. And I think for this one, I've been letting you go first, Lisa, I'm going to go first on this one. And you know, what? I don't believe I've picked him, but I'm going to pick him right now. I'm going with Kansas city and WSL to end their season on a win. Who do you got? Oh, Sandra, I love that. I love that. I've been, I've had such a soft spot for Kansas City all season, and I've really loved what they've done in the last few weeks as the playoffs really narrowed down, being this wrecking ball of a team coming in and just squashing their opponents' dreams of making playoffs. That's exactly what they're doing. Um, yeah, this game at Legends Field, home of Kansas City, Kansas City has been on a streak. They have not lost at home since June 26th. They've gone three and four in Kansas City when playing at Legends Field. It's the longest regular season home undefeated streak for any NWSL club in its first season. This is since Western New York Flash. Uh, they went 10 straight without losing in 2013. So Kansas City, they may be at the bottom of the standings. They may not make playoffs, but they're on to something with records in their first inaugural season. Um, this this OL Reign team they came into Legends Field in August, August 14th or 15th that weekend, um, and they lost 1-0 to Kansas City. That was Kansas City's first win um, in, in program history. I, I'm not sure if it'll happen again. I'm not going to lie. I, I'm going with a draw on this one. I don't think O.L. Rain will come out with a win. Um, a win secures them second place in the standings, first round bye for the the, the quarter, quarterfinals going right into the semifinals. They'll be number two right up there alongside Portland Thorns if they get this win. Um, Bethany Balser is number two in the Golden Boot race. Uh, but a fun fact about her, she's never scored a goal outside of the 18-yard box. She's We've seen lots of great headers from her um, inside the 18-yard box, right inside the six, even like running into the goal. And hey, a goal is a goal is a goal. Um, but if Kansas City can just keep her out of the box, I think that really eliminates Bethany Balser. And and also this KC team, they, they missed a lot of players, as did O.L. Reign due to the inter international break. Those players are back now. Um, I, I think this will be one of the best matchups that we can see. And O.L. Reign already knows what it's like to go into Legends Field and lose to this Kansas City team. But Kansas City, they're on such a hot streak I'm, I'm sticking with my draw for this one. Um, this this could be a big game for both of these teams. I, I'm expecting some goals. I want to see goals from Darian Jenkins. I want to see Jess Fishlock. She is on the cusp of scoring her 35th NWSL regular season goal. Um, so I want high-scoring, action-packed draw 
in I this like one. That. <laughs> I do like that. You know what? If it can't be a Kansas City win, I will take like a big six goal draw. Let's, yeah, right? let's see it happen. Let's take a look at the second match on Saturday. Uh, the only the only day this weekend that does have a double header. It is going to be Portland Thorns FC hosting North Carolina Courage. One of the other longstanding rivalries in the league. A little bit of a different tone in this one, though, Lisa. North Carolina have currently fallen out of playoff position. They have been on a bit of a skid, to say the least. They currently find themselves on the outside looking in with level on points with Houston, sixth place Houston Dash. And they themselves are with 32 points in seventh place. So a bit of a must win for this North Carolina Courage side. Marla, interim CEO Marla Messing will be present at this match in order to present the 2021 NWSL Shield to the Portland Thorns for having the winningest record uh, in the regular season. Uh, but the first time I think these two teams kind of meeting in this type of scenario where neither, not both of these teams have clinched, just the Thorns. So North Carolina Courage, a team that has constantly uh, been in the playoff mix in years past, have constantly been the team to beat in years past, now finding themselves in a bit of a must-win scenario where Portland Thorns, they, they've got their, their first place. They've got their shields to go with all the other pretty titles they've collected this year. They've got their bye week. Is there enough there in the rivalry you think to the, where Portland is going to want to stay uh, maybe a spoiler themselves and sort of rub a little salt into the wound of that rivalry? Uh, or do you think maybe this will uh, perhaps be kind of a, an even played match where the team just maybe wants to get out of things healthy and, and happy and secure looking, looking ahead, Lisa? Who are you picking in this one and why? That's such a good question. If Portland just wants to, to kind of skate by and look ahead to the playoffs, um, no, I don't think they do. I think they want to win. I think um, this type of game ending their regular season really sets the tone for the playoff picture for them because this is their last competition against opponents before they hit the semifinals. Um, and that that's a must-win game for them. So I think Portland looks at this as big competition. Even if there are some some injuries or fatigued players, remember they have a first round bye coming in into the first weekend of games in November. So Mark Parsons has plenty of time to rest his players in training two weeks of training before they hit another match. I, they cannot take their foot off the gas pedal at this point. Um, and, and Portland's also coming off of a, a win over Houston Dash, a team that really put Portland under a lot of pressure the last time they played. And, and North Carolina, they're coming off of a loss to Gotham, a pretty big loss, 3-0 in that matchup the last time the Courage played. The North Carolina Courage need this win. Um, and I, I think when Portland looks at this matchup and, and Mark Parsons talk to his, talks to his team about this, he says, don't focus on our opponents, focus on us. What can we do to be the best team? What can we do to put goals in the back of the net to continue to be a powerhouse, to continue to improve and be consistent over a 90 minute span, especially as we head into the playoffs. And then for North Carolina, they need to lean on players like Lynn Williams and Jess McDonald and Amy Rodriguez to produce and contribute um i'm, I'm gonna go with portland in this one I feel you like uh, I'm going with Portland as well. And this one, this is going to be the second game where we're both choosing the same team. I just feel like there is, there is the culture that is in place with this Portland Thorns team. It is not within these players to just sort of view this as 
you know, with a bit of senioritis, right? You're already looking on the horizon. You're into the playoffs. You've got the shield. You know, they're, they've never uh, struck uh, me as that type of team to just sort of coast. I think that in this game, you're 100% correct. With that bye week in hand, they're absolutely going to want to have a good performance to cap off their regular season because there will be a small break for them. And sometimes that can be beneficial. The rest can be beneficial. And sometimes it's not beneficial. Sometimes you don't want that break in your momentum. So I think to have have that bye week already in place, they're going to want to close things out with a secure performance, with a solid 90-minute performance. And I think they're going to be picking up the win against North Carolina Courage. It's a, it's a long-standing rivalry between these two, so I don't think it'll be easy by any means. But I am also going for Portland Thorns as well. Lisa, we've got one more match to get through. It's a lot of days this week for NWSL. we got one more to get through on Sunday, and we will be back with a preview of Washington Spirit and Houston Dash after a quick break. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Lisa, I told you uh, earlier that I'd fill you all in on the Sonos Beam, and that time is now. One thing I love about the Beam is uh, how sleek and how clean it looks. I set it up right under my TV, on my TV stand, and it sits right there, and I'm always ready for the sound it's about to produce. It's a clean, matte white finish. It honestly looks like a, a piece of, you know, like high class decor in, in my living room. I'm like, wow, it really brings this thing together. Uh, it's only about uh, two feet long, few inches thick, doesn't take up a whole lot of space, but the sound definitely does. It's something very, very small and very, very pretty looking, but the sound just fills the room. It sounds absolutely fantastic as it projects across the whole room. I love listening to, to hip hop, lo-fi music during the day while I work from home, uh, writing uh, articles or content planning for attacking third and it gives me a nice relaxing feel and the beam does all of that you can adjust the volume right on your phone uh you can uh, adjust the soft glow for music throughout the afternoon and then uh you know whenever it's game time i could play play the sound for my tv right out from the beam and right in time for the nwsl playoff race your commentary is coming through strong and loud on that on that speaker throughout my apartment and the the transition between the apps on my phone and playing music and then switching to live matches on my cable tv is really really seamless so just a click of a button and my audio is switched it's a premium experience and i just want everyone else to experience so go to sonos.com to learn more I love it. I need to upgrade my Sonos stuff. Get I want all of the systems, you know, like I want the sound speakers over here and over here. I want my whole house to be connected uh, by Sonos. I mean, why not? <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, it just like I said, just in time for playoffs too. Like, you want to hear all of that good stuff in there. Uh, I mean, uh, exciting, exciting time, Lisa. We're down to the final game of decision week for NWSL. It is going to take place on Sunday. It is third place Washington Spirit going to take on sixth place Houston Dash. It's going to be it's going to be a lot. It's going to be it's going to be an emotional game, I think, you know, for 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 this one. I know we were looking at all of these games coming up. We were like, what are going to be the games that people should maybe highlight and really keep an eye on? And I think for you and I, we both agree that this Washington Spirit versus Houston Dash game is one that is going to be very, very important. Uh, because it could have some some implications. I mean, this is the final match day for this week. And to this point, there will probably be some things in play leading up to Sunday, ba- dependent on other results. So if other teams, like, like if, if the Red Stars, if North Carolina pick up some results, get some wins, that's going to put a lot of pressure on Houston Dash. So Washington Spirit have already clinched their playoff spot. Houston Dash, that's not the case for them. And these two teams have gone head-to-head throughout the regular season and have, play, and have played out some pretty epic battles. So who are you picking in this one, Lisa, and why? Who do you think is going to come out on top, or who do you think is going to walk away a sore loser? Washington. I think Washington Spirit is going to win. Um, I'm just giving you my answer before I give you any of my analysis. Um, Washington coming off a really big 2-0 win over Rain. Ashley Hatch, uh leading the golden boot race right now. Um, Washington has already clinched a playoff spot as well. Um, and, and for Houston, they, they need to win. They need to win. They need to clinch playoffs. That would look really, really good for them coming off of winning the 2020 challenge cup. Can they continue to be a dominant powerhouse team in the NWSL? Um, they need to make playoffs. And, and for some reason, I think that when, Washington looks at these lineups and they look at their opponents. They think we can do this. We can dominate and and do anything we can. And that's really what we've seen from Washington spirit. Um, This matchup will be the first time that Houston Dash is traveling to DC earlier in the season. When these two teams were slated to play, there was a venue issue at Audi field and for the Washington spirit. So this game actually got moved back to Houston and the dash ended up um, having that home field advantage in that match. So this will be the first for Dash at Audi Field. So that gives Washington the home field advantage, uh, which is huge with the weather, the fall weather changing on the East Coast, not having to travel um, and, and everything that plays into that. So I'm going to go Washington Spirit on this one, I think, Sandra. Um, what about you? I mean, Rachel Daly for Houston Dash. She's also scoring lots of goals, being really prolific in, in the ways that she can be so dominant in the attack. Um, Houston or Spirit? I feel that. I don't think it's that simple for me in this one, honestly. I think uh, for the Spirit, similar to what we were talking about with Portland Thorns, despite having already clinched their spot, there's still some seating at play. I'm sure the Washington Spirit would love to host a home game and have that under their belt. There's still a little something to play for. And then you have Houston Dash who want to ensure that they are part of this postseason conversation as well. So I'm not too sure it's going to be a winner or a loser in this one. I think we actually might have the makings of another draw, in my opinion, in this one. I think there's some incredible attackers on each side of the field for this game. I think on the one hand, you have Hatch, who is currently – Uh, the leader in that golden boot race. And we had a great interview with her and talking about her dynamic play with 
Trinity Rodman and Ashley Sanchez and how that has continued to develop over the regular season. But with Houston Dash as well, they've really looked to Rachel Daly, their their team captain, as somebody who is really the key to their attack and their offense. But having Nichelle Prince back in the mix, uh, coming off of the international window, along with the Christy Mewis, these are players who are additional pieces of that attack for Houston Dash. So I think there can be a lot of excitement in this game when it comes to the op- each team's uh, final third. Uh, but I don't know if it'll be enough to be the ultimate difference maker for a win or a loss. So I believe that it's going to be a draw in this one. And similar to how you were sort of feeling about uh, the rain, uh, I feel that way about this one. I would like for the other draw that I chose was going to be narrow, but this one I want to be a high scoring draw. I would love to have this Sunday uh, match be the one to be the, the high scoring scoring draw. So while you're going spirit, I'm settling for a draw in this one. Uh, let's take a look at the uh, final game, Lisa, for, for Sunday to sort of close things out here. It's going to be another rematch uh, with Gotham FC versus Racing Louisville. A game on Sunday for Gotham, a quick turnaround. They've got one that we started this episode with on Thursday and then one on Sunday. Who knows? Uh, come Sunday, they might have a better idea of what uh, needs to happen from them uh, in this match. They, Depending on what happens Thursday, depends a lot on their uh, scenario for Sunday. They could have already very well clinched a playoff spot come this Sunday match, rematch against Racing Louisville, and maybe they will have a different perspective uh, around this one. Maybe it won't be so much about uh, needing to get that win versus making sure you're entering your playoffs on a, on a high and on a really strong game of soccer. And then there's also, you know, the emotional component to it, right? Uh, we recently did uh, coverage of the United States Women's National Team games and, and the farewell matches for Carly Lloyd. And uh, this could possibly be that as well. Uh, we don't know. We have to see how things play out for Thursday and then ultimately Sunday for this Gotham FC side. Uh, but another possibility there as well, the emotional angle of it, or it possibly being the, the final match for, for Carly Lloyd. So there's a, there's a lot to look into to this one. And it's a little bit difficult to gauge uh, a pick in terms of um, who is going to walk away with, with what kind of result and why, because it's the, the why component of this match. We're not too sure to maybe uh, base our pick on uh, because of, of the Thursday match in it. So I think maybe just looking at it, it was like a game of soccer. I think I'm going to stick with my gut and say <laughs> that Gotham goes two for two in this final stretch of games against Racing Louisville FC. I think they're going to pick up a win on the road, and I think I think they're going to go back home and close it out at home and get another win at home. That's an important thing you just threw in there at the end there. This, this first match against Racing and Gotham will be at Lynn Family Stadium on Thursday. Then they travel back to North Jersey and play at Red Bull Arena on Sunday afternoon, Halloween. I'm sure there'll be lots of costumes there. And it is Carly Lloyd's. It's slated to be her last home game at Red Bull Arena. So I imagine that stadium is going to be Packed. It's going to be very loud in favor of Gotham. Even heck at Lynn Family Stadium, they're going out there probably cheering on their home team, Racing Louisville. But when Carly Lloyd does incredible things, you can't not help but cheer, um, knowing that this is really the end of her professional career uh, as a player. So there's a lot of emotions riding on this game. And like you alluded to, Sandra, that 
if if things happen on Thursday night the way Gotham wants them to happen and they clinch a playoff spot, I think that this Sunday afternoon game against Racing Louisville could look a lot different. It could be a bit of a moment to rest some players, to reset, to um, maybe not bench players completely that are traditionally getting 90 minutes, but have them see less minutes of the field, maybe subbing on at the 60 minute mark or even subbing off at the 45 minute mark if they start the match because they do have a a playoff spot just down the road that they need to prepare for um, uncertain if they will have a first round bye or not. There's so many moving parts. Like you said, it's really difficult to actually pick on this one. However, that being said, a home match, Red Bull Arena for Gotham. Carly Lloyd's farewell, goodbye from the NWSL after a very, very emotional U.S. Women's National Team. Adios. I'm going with Gotham on this one. Um, I, I think that if they could do back-to-back wins against Racing Louisville, could, it could make for a spicy end to the regular season. At the top of this episode, when we started doing our picks, you know, we started with both of us choosing Gotham, and now we're closing it out by both choosing Gotham once more. And I'll tell you right now, if Racing Louisville does the unthinkable, we will absolutely be waxing poetic about their performance uh, for sure. Uh, I would love to see it. There's nothing I love uh, more than actually being proven wrong because it's uh, sometimes a little bit more fun uh, to talk about in terms of the picks and stuff like that. But I'm excited um, to finally sit down and take a look at all of these matches. Uh, None of us, I think, predicted that it would absolutely come down to the final week of the regular season to iron out the full playoff scenario but here we are and it is very very exciting and i'm looking forward to us recapping uh, the results of that weekend but first we have to talk about our raising the bar segment that is presented by sonos it highlights players that are elevating their game the playoff push and c determination is so key this weekend it's coming down to the wire And here are two players that we are looking at specifically this weekend to show up. Lisa, who you got? For me, raising the bar, um, it needs to be Mallory Pugh for Chicago Red Stars. We talked about it in our Chicago uh, matchup when when we made our picks for that team. But Mallory Pugh is a player that just had time during the international break um, with some international stars, uh, getting minutes under Vlako Andonofsky and really – I was underwhelmed by her performance in those matches with the U.S. Women's National Team. Now, she has done historically very well with Chicago and the Red Stars um, in, in their season that she's been playing throughout this regular season with Chicago. She's scored goals. She's been dynamic in the attack. Her combination play with Kaylia Watt and Katie Johnson and even Rachel Hill rotating into that front line has been tremendous. So I'm looking at a player like Mallory Pugh that needs to be on this weekend for Chicago. Um, It's been rough for her, but now is her opportunity to elevate herself, to shake off any injuries that she has heading into this playoffs scenario and and be there for her team to clinch a playoff spot. Um, She cannot do it alone. She needs to lean on her teammates, Kaylia Watt, uh, Rachel Hill, Katie Johnson. Um, But against Orlando, it's going to come down to the quick transition play and the quick speed. And that is Mallory Pugh's bread and butter. She can get in behind Orlando's back line, get shots on goal, be really 
consistent in her play and really efficient in her shooting, making sure she finds the corners, gets her head up on the ball, not too many touches to lose the ball. Um, so, so my player I'm keeping an eye on is Mallory Pugh. She needs to raise the bar this weekend, help Chicago clinch a playoff spot. You know, I'm going with an attacker as well, Lisa. I'm going to be going with Lynn Williams of North Carolina Courage as a raising the bar player. You know, North Carolina Courage, they're they're in a predicament. They're right on the bubble of playoff contention, and they've had a, a bit of a, a rough season. It's started off inconsistent, and then they really tried to find their footing uh, during those summer months. And then obviously some, some off-field things have clearly impacted uh, the players and the team, and they have sort of found themselves on a bit of a skid. But uh, at this point, there's a bit of a controlling your own destiny uh, perspective, perhaps, that this team has. And I think it perhaps starts and ends with Lynn Williams. She is somebody who has been huge for this team before in the past. Uh, when you think of a North Carolina Courage striker, you think of Lynn Williams and and perhaps coming off of a United States women's national team camp, getting a little bit of a break away from NWSL club action and scoring against the South Korean team. Uh, maybe is just what a player like Lynn Williams needs to sort of reignite that spark and lead the way for North Carolina courage. And it will be tough to do because they're going up against the shield winners in Portland Thorns, but Williams scored for the Courage against Portland in their first regular season in this meeting where the Courage defeated them 2-0. And she actually walked away from that game with a brace. So uh, it is possible for her to have big games against a big team like Portland Thorns. And I think she's due for another one. So she is a my raising the bar player. Let's take a look at these standings for everybody, Lisa, so they can have a good understanding of where things lie heading into this decision day type of week. The standings as follows. It's Portland Thorns FC in first place with 43 points. O.L. Rain in second place with 39 points. Washington Spirit with 36 place in uh, with 36 points in third place. And those three teams have all clinched a playoff spot. In fourth place is Chicago Red Stars with 35 points. In fifth place is New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC with 33 points. In sixth place with 32 points is Houston Dash. Just on the outside looking in is North Carolina Courage with 32 points in seventh place. And eliminated from playoff contention in eighth place is Orlando Pride with 28 points. Racing Louisville FC in ninth place with 20 points. And Kansas City NWSL with 16 points. Lisa, that table narrow all the way through this regular season. Do you want to talk about some tiebreakers at all before we exit this this uh, this episode? I think it's important. I think we may see them in, in the standings. Um, so tiebreakers, uh, they start the head-to-head, -head, a win-loss against the two teams that end up with the same points. So when we look at the standings right now, it's Houston and North Carolina, um, both with 32 points, but Houston won out that North Carolina head-to-head, -head, so they're ahead. So after we do head-to-head, -head, it goes from goal differential across the entire season. And then third tiebreaker is the greatest total number of goals scored. And then you go head-to-head -head games on the road, goal differential on the road, and then total number of goals scored on the road. Um, then we keep going to head-to-head -head games at 
home, uh, greatest goal differential at home, and then total number of goals scored at home. If somehow a team still remains tied, which I don't foresee that happening based on how this is uh, shaken out so far in the standings, it reverts to um, a coin flip at the end of it all. But I don't think we'll get there. I think things will be determined Thursday night, first of all, with Gotham. And then as the weekend trickles down, we should have most of our answers, hopefully by Sunday morning. But we'll see. I, I Knowing this league and knowing this season, it'll go until the very last game, three o'clock on Sunday Eastern uh, between Gotham and Louisville. We'll see what happens and we will be there to cover it every step of the way. I want to thank everybody for listening. Quick reminder to follow us on Twitter at attacking third. We're on Apple podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you listen to your podcast show, leave us a five-star review on Apple podcast with a question. And Lisa and I will answer it as part of our mailbag segment. We're also available as videos. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Visit youtube.com slash attacking third. And we will be back on Monday with the final regular season NWSL weekend recap and a first look at the playoffs. For Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman, this was attacking third. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.